Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Madged. No matter where your political party loyalties lie, the recent news of Arizona Senator McCain's grave brain cancer diagnosis has surely left many of you in disbelief, like myself. As a past prisoner of Vietnam War, two presidential runs, and one of the most outspoken Republicans, Senator McCain has gained the political attention of everyone. So his recent diagnosis of glioblastoma multiform, or GBM for short, the most common type of brain cancer, hasn't been an easy one to digest. Of note, Ted Kennedy and Bo Biden also suffered from brain cancer. So what is glioblastoma multiform, and what does it mean for Senator McCain and his prognosis? Well, this one hits home for me as well, as one of my very close family members suffered through this diagnosis near end of life. So when we talk about brain cancer, what we're really referring to is a cancer that begins in the brain itself. It's the brain cells themselves that go out of whack and turn cancerous. It's very different than other cancers that actually metastasize, meaning spread, after originating from a different location in the body, such as the breast, lung, or skin, as in melanoma. Of note, Senator McCain had reportedly also suffered from melanoma in the past. However, this is a coincidence because the pathology report that was received did not show melanoma, it showed glioblastoma. So glioblastoma multiform. It is the most common type of brain cancer in adults, yet it is still a rare type of cancer. It specifically originates from the glial cells of the brain, hence the term glio, which comprises the greatest amount of our brain matter. And these glial cells help neurons, which are the nerve cells that transmit information to do their job. Without them, our brains would truly be unable to function. So no one knows what causes GBM. Unlike some other cancers, we do not really know of any risk factors that can contribute to it. For instance, we know that some breast cancers are hormonally driven, and most lung cancer is secondary to cigarette smoking. Sun exposure can cause some skin cancers, but we don't really know what causes glioblastoma. Contrary to popular belief, there really is no good evidence that cell phones and electromagnetic field lines are contributing factors. So let's talk about the symptoms of brain tumors. I know this is a hot topic for us because when would you know if it's something serious? So I'll review all of that in a moment. But before I go on, I just wanted to give a short word from our sponsor that truly makes the house call doctor possible, Telo Years. Inside all of your cells at the ends of your DNA are protective caps called telomeres. This dynamic part of your DNA shortens with age, but it also changes with certain lifestyles, both good and bad. So Tilo Years is a simple but powerful DNA health test that lets you track your cellular age based on your telomere length. So the test was actually created based off of an award-winning science that earned the 2009 Nobel Prize in Medicine to monitor the vitality of your cells. So Tilo Years provides some actionable DNA information now with enough time to take steps to slow down the clock on the aging process. To learn more, go to teloyears.com and enter gift code HOUSE10 
for a special $10 off promotion, good for this month. That's Tilo Years, that's T-E-L-O years.com, gift code house 10. So headaches can be a symptom of brain cancer. I know none of us want to hear that because this one may create some anxiety in some of you. Since headaches are truly very common and almost all of us have experienced at least one, some of us with migraines or tension headaches tend to experience them even more frequently. So before you dart to your doctor's office and fear of a brain tumor, it's really important to note that brain tumors are a very rare cause of headaches. Also, headaches caused by brain tumors are often accompanied by other symptoms. We call these red flags. So here are some of the red flags for headaches. First of all, what would be more concerning is something like a new headache in an adult without a history of a similar headache. For example, if you've suffered from migraines since your 20s intermittently, then this is not typically a cause for alarm when you experience another one. It would be more concerning if, let's say, a 50-year-old adult with no prior migraines all of a sudden starts to experience migraine-type headaches without ever having one in the past. Also, headaches that progressively worsen through time. For instance, if your headache becomes more and more severe with every single episode, that would be more concerning. Another red flag are headaches that worsen with position changes, such as bending over, or coughing, or sneezing. And lastly, headaches that awaken you from sleep. Note that there's a distinction between waking up and realizing that you have a headache and a headache that is so severe that it awakens you. The latter is much less common. So other symptoms of brain tumors. Well, neurologic symptoms are key. Symptoms such as problems with motor skills, like all of a sudden you can't move your arm. Problems with sensation. If let's say you lose sensation or you feel numbness and tingling in one half of your body. Problems with your speech. If your speech is garbled, for instance, or if you're not able to speak. So vomiting upon waking up, that's another concerning symptom, most especially when it's invoked by a change in position. Although it's important to not get carried away by this one too, because nausea and vomiting is a common feature in those with migraines. Seizures. If you've never had seizures before and you start having them as an adult, you would need a workup. Memory loss. And by this, I don't mean, oh, where did I put my keys? It's usually significant. Vision changes. Whether it's peripheral vision loss or vision loss in one eye or double vision, that kind of thing. Reportedly, Senator McCain experienced double vision. And lastly, a significant personality change. So if a brain tumor is suspected based on your symptoms, your history, and your exam by your doctor, the best initial study is typically an MRI with contrast, although CT of the brain can often reveal blatant abnormalities or rule out other things like bleeds. It may not be able to pick up smaller tumors. Sadly, there's no cure for glioblastoma. It's one of those less tangible cancers, hence difficult to eradicate. Surgical resection is an option, but because it is almost impossible to resect the tumor in its entirety, it's reserved mostly to improve quality of life and less frequently to prolong the survival time. The challenge is to remove as much of the cancer as possible without having to damage the rest of the healthy brain. 
Radiation and chemotherapy are also options to help keep the glial cells from going out of control too quickly. But the quality of life due to their side effects of these treatments is also a consideration. Therefore, treatment really depends on the age of the patient and how healthy they are to withstand surgery, radiation, and or chemotherapy. So I know everyone wants to know about the prognosis of Senator McCain. Although I cannot comment on him specifically, I can tell you that with treatment, survival is increased on average by months, sadly not years. Studies show that the older the patient, the worse the prognosis is. And about half of those diagnosed with glioblastoma are over the age of 65. But this may be because older patients tend to also fight the disease off less aggressively with with the above-mentioned modalities because of their already fragile health. However, despite therapeutic advances, all measures are typically temporary, relieving discomfort and distressing symptoms for a short time period because the tumor progressively enlarges impinging on other brain structures, causing further damage to the brain until it eventually cannot be sustainable. So sadly, median survival after diagnosis for a glioblastoma multiform is one year. So before making any further advances on the treatment of GBM, we really need more studies. For more information on how to enroll in clinical trials for glioblastoma, please check out a couple of links that I've placed on the written article for today's podcast on the Quick and Dirty Tips website. You can find that at quickanddirtytips.com slash house dash call dash doctor. That's quickanddirtytips.com slash house dash call dash doctor. Well, share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. And if you learn anything here today, or if you simply enjoy all things medical, You can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctor podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. But please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It does not substitute any medical advice and it does not replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. So please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of The House Call Doctor. Stay healthy and catch you next time. 